Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Stadium Cast. I am Lundberger, but a lot of you probably know me as Amanda by now. And I am Inadequance. You may call me Martin. And uh, we have a special guest today. We have uh, Arceus Aurelius, or if I, may, if I may say, because I'm one of his best friends, Marcus. How are you doing today, Marcus? Thank you. Um, I just got a new best best friend, so I, I don't know. It could be could be amazing. Could it be better? I don't think so, actually. I was gonna say now I'm a little bit jealous because I thought I was Marcus's best friend. So yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's gonna I have mean, to be a little. Uh, should we disclose the details of that relationship? I'm not sure. <laughs> can, can... Actually, we should. We should get into that to start with, because uh, you and I have a newly formed. Beautiful, beautiful relationship going. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's true. It's uh, not too long ago. Um, I asked Amanda if she would be my editor for my YouTube videos. So, uh, yeah, I've uh, I've made a couple of YouTube videos. I don't know if anyone's seen them, but um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I think... I'm trying to make videos in a way that not so many people are doing right now for the for Pogo at least. And um, yeah, if you would uh, care to check them out, I'd love them. Uh, you, Martin, as well. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but... Uh... I saw your Trevenant video. I, lo- I watched it three times or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> it actually was really good. Okay. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because it's not too long either. You can watch it you can watch it a lot. So just hit hit that replay button and uh yeah. And uh, we're good to go. And make sure to click all the ads as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> click the ads. Of course. Um so before we head into uh more of your YouTube, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you actually got into YouTube as well? Okay, so um I'm a 29-year-old guy who plays Pokemon. Uh, so, right in the, uh, I mean, I'm. I guess I'm in the middle of uh, the the group that uh, Niantic tries to uh, get to play Pokemon. In between the Singapore grandma and the kids that actually care about Pokemon, in a way. But um, and I just am super competitive. So when I first set my mind to do something and try to yeah do something well i want to do it and i want to see it through so um that's why i started playing pokemon go and i started like in 2019 playing competitively and um i think it was nightmare cup that was my first cup so i'm i'm not the oldest of the oldest mm. veterans but uh in the i was i was in in somewhat at the beginning you're a veteran yeah Stop it, you. But um, yeah, and um, since then, I've uh, I've tried I've tried to become as good as I can, and I am currently playing for perhaps the greatest European team at the moment, Snowbird Tappers, and uh, and uh, I'm very proud of how far I've come in Pokemon and. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to make the most of it as as long as I'm relevant. To, uh, uh, I guess I could say. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of why uh, or, or who I am in Pokemon. And I got uh, I I'm not sure if you asked, but uh, I got into I I actually started uh, to contemplate making YouTube YouTube videos already back in 2019. But I I was a student and I didn't have any money for a good enough computer to do any of that shit stuff so that stuff uh 
<laughs> so there he goes again. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you uh, how you deal with like profanity and stuff, but I'll I'll try to keep it uh, PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. So um, I I thought about it back then, uh, but I as I said, I didn't do anything about it, and I guess I've kind of felt inspired by seeing um me by yeah among <laughs> you because you make quality content i feel um and i also feel um that there there is a niche that's been missing in pogo and it's more kind of scripted videos uh for more for kind of entertainment purposes with with learning mixed like infotainment um and um in, in a scripted way of course and um i wanted to have like a um, good edit to my videos as well and uh that's why i needed to outsource yeah uh that part because i'm not a video editor so uh that's uh, that's where we are right now and i've i've been inspired by other creators as well of course but um but yeah um just trying to find uh, trying to make the content that I think I would like to watch myself in a way. That makes sense. Also, you saying that uh, you're a fan of Mark Dine was probably the nicest that any of our guests have been to him on this podcast it's true. yet. It's actually and that's true. including House Stark, who I said that dude might be a serial killer because he's like legitimately the nicest person that I think I've ever talked to. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, I guess. And uh, <laughs> That's the thing with Martin, he's good on the bottom. Okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, seriously, I've um uh the thing is uh, the top like European players, two of them are Dutch and um I mean, I don't know how you uh Martin have kind of how your road to becoming the player you are have kind of um how it, how you became but uh but um i'm very impressed by by your level and consistency uh, to perform at the level you do and i i well, i need you to teach me i need you to teach me what what do you mean by the consistency i do you mean my videos or oh no uh, now i meant as a player uh your videos shit but uh what uh... <laughs> man no i i'm i'm, I'm just kidding Finally, oh, yeah. oh, this is the content everyone's been waiting for <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, seriously, I, um, I, I really look up to you as a player, and the your consistency when you go to tournaments and how you always turn up, apart from that one time in Lille, that's uh, and I know you were sick. I know you were sick that day, so um, I had a lot of sympathy for you that day, and uh, you didn't ruin your uh, your legacy in my eyes. Thank you. Well, one of the things that I definitely took from that season is that um, even if I am one of the best or know every single thing of the game, I can still go O2. So it, I think it's been yeah. a good reality check uh, myself that I should not have high expectations to every tournament that I go. Also, just a good reality check for everyone, right? I mean, like even the best players can go 0-2 in a double elimination format. It doesn't mean that you're a bad player. It just means, yeah, I mean, a little bit of luck and a little bit of not so not so luck yeah and uh, um how did you kind of go about after well obviously you had a very disappointing result how did you kind of uh work through 
that to that that those results to get to where you are today where you are consistently getting day twos have you seen how many practice tournaments i've hosted i've played yeah, nearly yeah, all yeah. of them i've practiced about mm. 45 tournaments myself right now so i just keep practicing practicing playing until i hate the meta so much that i want to use things that are off meta to counter all of it that's yeah. i guess how i work on it okay you know because i've i've uh been thinking about how i am supposed to kind of get past my not so good streak and i think that um i'll i yeah i just need to play more i guess and i'll i'll be on the lookout for your thursday practice turn this one this saturday Oh, Saturday! I'm in a wedding, but uh, okay. Of course, uh, in in the future, I'll I'll always have an excuse as to why I'm not playing then. But this is maybe good for people who aren't super familiar as well, because it's not that you've been having bad runs in the play tournaments as well. I mean, you've been a day two competitor multiple times. Walk us through, yes, how you think that your seasons have gone so far for play Pokemon. Um, it started off very well, uh, because I my first tournament this season, I had a top six finish in Lille. That we finished. I think we both finished uh, top six that tournament, Martin. Yeah, I think. Lil, yeah, I think uh, yeah. you were there as well, right? You, you yeah, you had the yeah. Toxapex that had the wrong CP. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If I had the Toxapex against, uh, you would have won. You would have won. I, I, I actually do believe that I would have won, uh, but I also think uh, that um, I started off in the meta that I enjoyed thoroughly uh, with Nido Queen and Walrein. Uh, I actually brought Lapras instead, and that was a very good meta for Cresselia. And um, I play Cresselia very well, in my opinion. Cresselia is one of the Pokemon that I am comfortable in playing in most scenarios, and I know how to kind of eke out the the, the tiny advantages I need to win. Uh, and um, then the meta changed in before stuttgart and that was my next tournament if i remember correctly and i didn't manage to adapt to that meta as well as i could have and should have um and it was a struggle because i kind of didn't i didn't maneuver my best way around uh the meta in uh, as i would have liked and Kind of depending on uh, Trevenant to break up the cores that I didn't want to play against ended up in, with um, me having uh, to rely on my opponents not bringing Nottow in a way. And um, yeah, I guess I just felt... Uh, I, I, I did have some decent results even still though. Uh, I placed fourth in Bokum, uh which uh, will be a tournament I'll uh, always be disappointed by because I, yeah, basically messed that one up in the semifinals, and I went four and two in the UIC, uh, and I took out Shadow Dragonair from my team two two or three days before the tournament. Rough. So, and when I look back at kind of yeah, uh, Ponton's run, uh, I guess you could say I'm uh, I'm disappointed in that in that choice, but. Um, yeah, I've um, this season has been a roller coaster for me. So with some really good performances, but also some 
very bad ones. In Malmo, I went one and two, and I I had gotten in that spiral where I just didn't trust my instincts anymore. So I would kind of see a player, and I am familiar with them and their playstyle, but and, and I'll find a strategy to how I can consistently beat them, and I can basically play this this team the in all three games if or both and have a great chance of winning but i just don't do it hmm. and that's what's infuriating you know because it it doesn't work out the way you kind of needed it needed it to so uh, yeah it's um it's been uh it's been uh, a roller coaster yeah but um i'm very happy we had a move update that's substantial yeah there's a couple things about that. I, I think the meta you talked about, Liu, that was one of my favorites as well, right? Where Likitang and Medichem were very, a very yeah. good core, and it, I think it made a lot of neutral play possible, right? There wasn't really a lot of RPS in that meta, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and what you say about uh, Malmo, sometimes um, you have a plan, right? That's what I experienced myself as well. You have a plan, and you're like, wait, nah, maybe I should differ a little bit. And yeah. then you'll see, you should have stuck with the plan. It happened so many times to me. And right? uh, that's the, uh, I think that comes from my lack of uh, playing recently because I, uh, in, um, in Malmo, I, I just kind of sit at the table and then I think, well, this is too obvious. And he's, he's, gonna, he's gonna just going to look through the entire thing. Uh, he's going to... Uh, yeah, expose me, uh, and the strategy is not going to be worth anything. So I'll do some, something slightly different, and it just doesn't work out. Um, and because my plan was, I'll go to into the details if you like. Uh, yeah, stop bro. me if uh, if you uh, if it's okay. So I was playing uh, this player called Ben Styler, and I know uh, kind of his. His style, I know, I know uh, that. Hmm? His bench style. Oh Jesus Christ! I think actually that that's it for me. Bye bye. <laughs> One more time, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for, uh, seriously. I um. So I I felt like I could make educated guesses on how he would play his team, and I realized that he had only one answer to Obstagoon, and that was his Medicham, and uh, I was pretty confident that he wouldn't play. Medicham in the lead and then Lantern in the back because I had Trevenant. Uh, so if I lead Obstagoon and I am facing Medicham, I'm quite confident he cannot have Lantern in the back so I can safe switch Charizard against anything. Bro, that's exactly my strategy in Hartford and UIC. Very yeah. points think alike. Yeah, I mean... But uh, they, then they all play ABA. Yeah, <laughs> if they play ABA, you're basically... Uh, and that's uh, but then I didn't I ended up not trusting the strategy uh, so I I didn't, I played Trevenant lead instead and then I faced Noctowl lead and I safe swapped Charizard and what do you think is there? Yeah, I think it was so, Lantern probably. Exactly, it doesn't it doesn't work out uh, and yeah it's uh, because because when you change the strategy it's it's an entirely different thing so yeah, I was disappointed uh, about how I didn't stuck to my guns, stick to my guns. Yeah, but it's um, I think uh, playing more was 
will help me, I guess. Because I know I know um, I've got a level to perform. I just need the consistency. And for that, I think I need more games. Fair. Um, now that I think of it, you used my team at Malmo, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay, and, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and your team is very uh, catered to my liking. I like uh, the kind of offensive pressure you put on, both with uh, with Obstagoon, with uh, Charizard, mm -hmm. and you also have uh, just solid... The, the rest of them are were solid meta picks that I uh, enjoyed all of them, really. Uh, maybe I prefer G-Fisk over Registeel, but Reggie is better in the meta, so, I mean... It's give or take, but um, I, that that team is really solid. I really like it. Yeah. Um, uh, how would you? What do you think of the current meta? Have you have you seen any of the recent play Pokemon tournaments? What is yeah, your impression so far? I think uh, the removal of of Trevenant have removed a lot of uh, hard counter matchups. Uh, there are not so many grass types anymore, and I think that is a good thing because grass types are very vulnerable. So I think if you're running a grass type, you more often than you'd like end up in a bad matchup. Uh, like uh, I prefer uh, running Cresselia, who's a the, uh, who's a psychic type with grass coverage instead, because you get the benefit of the grass coverage without the grass weaknesses of course you gain some other weaknesses which in turn might not be good as well but i for me personally it's uh it's i'm i prefer that more but uh essentially i think um the uh lacking grass types the few grass types there are makes the meta more neutral and um it's it's weird because there are less grass types and uh, we got an ice type buff, but Altaria is. It's been a while since Altaria has been so good and it's been performing incredibly well. I think three of the top five in uh, the Milwaukee had Altaria. I think because it breaks or has good play against uh, the top three, which is, I believe, Noctal, Sableye, and uh, Metagen, right? And even against yeah. Registeel, it can still. Put in a little bit do of work, something. like yeah, it does something. G Fisk, yeah, yeah. So uh, I definitely agree. I think uh, Altaria uh, and uh, because Ice types and Trevenant got a buff, a little Nine Tails are not as common anymore either. So without Fairy types, Altaria is always putting in a shift. G Fisk needs three Rock Slides to KO and Registeel. Uh, I mean, it's, it has such a low HP pool that Dragon Breath uh, chunks away anyway. So, yeah, I think Altaria is in a good place at the moment. It's good. And uh, also Save Lies back, which is also uh, always a healthy, uh, a healthy sign of a meta, in my opinion. If you're playing Sableye, would you prefer the Purified version or do you prefer the Shadow version for the extra? I haven't played the Shadow Worm version myself, but oh. I do believe that uh, um, I'm I'm kind of a principled man, and I believe that normal and ghost coverage, also normal and dark, is e exceptional. Uh, so for me, it's just the idea of having Sis to return, which is such a good move, especially for Sableye, is value that I don't want to turn down. I think 
Um, I currently actually agree with you. I used to like Shadow more. But you know mm. what's also becoming more common right now? It's Umbreon. Shadow oh, yeah. Sableye does not do well there. I can tell you that. At least Return from Purified Sableye still does like 40% or so, right? Yeah. But and Power Gem is I, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's not good enough. And I... I do believe that uh, Sableye with some attack investment can flip Umbrian in the zeros if Umbrian is running foul play at least. Right. So, uh, yeah. And Sableye shouldn't be able to flip Umbrian in the zeros, but it is, uh, I mean, in some scenarios. And that's, that's something that I do like about Sableye that uh, you. Even your hardest counters are not as hard as you think they are, and that gives you an out in most in most matchups, and I like that. Fair, fair. Kind of like Charizard in a way, because Charizard also hits so hard that it basically can brute force its way through stuff you wouldn't believe it could, like Azumarill, for instance. And it's it's just ridiculous, but it's it's just how it works, and I think that's cool. I'm grateful for Charizard. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of healthy metas, you've been on the Sylph meta team for a while, well, right? Can, can you tell us yep. a little bit more about that? Um, well, they uh, uh, put out an application uh, where you were supposed to evaluate six um, um, types of metas that they had created, like just dummy metas, but uh, just to see how you kind of resonated and uh, your reasoning behind your the choices that you do. And we've been working together since before Christmas or something. And <clears throat> it's been really fun. I, I feel that when diving into how kind of uh, Pokemon, how, the dynamic between Pokemon, I, I find that really interesting. And how to kind of pull out uh, the the cool stuff about any pokemon that's what i that yeah it, it inspires me and i think uh i think uh with metas like Sylph have created in the past um you really get uh to practice like all of your matchups and all kinds of uh spice picks and it's just uh, you you train your skills for uh real tournaments as well and i think uh being a part of creating them I've, it's been a lot of fun for me so i've thoroughly enjoyed it what are some of the metas that uh, you helped create so people who are listening and can either really side with you or really shake their fists at you uh the two metas that have been my visions have been uh vanguard and innocent cup that's uh that's being played currently. Um, or if you're watching this in the future, it's played in June 2023. There you go. Thanks uh, for helping the editing. <laughs> and don't worry, don't worry about it. Uh, so, um, and I, I've, I've been helping with several, like uh, I, I helped with Arcana. Uh, we were supposed to ban Kofagrigis, but something went wrong when it was uh, published. And yeah, that's just, yeah, uh, how it ended up, sadly. But um but our economy was still good. And um, I've also been part of um, King of the Hill, uh, some of the King of the Hill metas. But uh, 
when you want to create a meta, you need a vision. And the vision I had for Vanguard was uh, that um, I wanted a meta that was inspired by the Elite Four, the 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 uh, first generation Elite Four. You mean Tanto. Arrow, how Stark? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I... role models for him. I mean, Valorash has been an inspiration for me uh, since since the beginning, right? True. true. No, I meant uh, the Kanto Elite Four. And uh, Lorelei has mainly ice and water Pokemon, which make up the first slot. Uh, Bruno has mainly fighting and rock Pokemon. Um, we included Grounder as well. And then, uh, is it Agatha, who has a poison and... Uh, ghost types. I think that's the ghost type. Yeah, that's that's the ghost type. Yeah, yeah. Because Karen in the second generation has the dark types. I think. Yeah, I believe yeah, that's correct. And uh, fourth is Lance with the dragon and flying types. And uh, then you have the champ. Like the last two slots were just uh, some uh, restrictions on what you could pick. Uh, but I, uh, I was so inspired by just kind of creating that. Uh, elite for challenge in a way, and uh, Nessa Beethan especially put in a lot of work to make uh, that meta healthy, and it was uh, it was an incredible meta in my opinion, and also uh, with Innocent that's out now, I wanted a meta where fairy types are the what you usually use normal types for. Because normal types are usually like a neutralizer uh, that you can just throw in against anything and you'll usually be fine. And fairy types, especially in open Great League, are often so polarizing. You either have a good matchup or you have a terrible matchup. And I wanted fairy types to have that neutralizing effect. And um, that's that's the vision behind innocent and we try to balance it to to not make fairy types overpowered and just have people running uh six uh charmers and i think we've i would do that managed... yeah you would do that and i i do believe we uh, we um, hit hit it right on the spot because i see a lot of diverse teams and uh, different strategies and uh, yeah i'm very proud of innocent actually so yeah those are those are my like my two staples that i've i've heavily influenced all right all right how do you feel about sylph currently uh as someone who has been around for such a long time must hit you pretty hard right yes i i can tell when, by your face yeah when uh when the news were announced i was devastated i i was afraid um of i was scared of the future of the game and afraid that kind of the interest would dwindle but uh i do believe that we are heading in a direction that's even better for the game and i i hate to say this but i do feel like uh sylph as an organization uh, kind of um, left at the right time because uh, currently the organization struggle to kind of adapt to the rapid changes that 
the game has and the player base has. And um, I feel like it's an organization that uh, really could need some change and uh, freshen itself up a bit. And if the will to do so is not there, uh, it might be a hindrance uh, long-term. And having new people come in that's super uh, enthusiastic about the future and what they can do for the game and how we're going to play this in the future and what needs the player base has uh, and how we can move forward with the game uh, to the best for everyone. I, I, when, if, you, if you won't let them into the old organization, uh, they then it's better just for them to, uh, yeah, take it and take the reins themselves. And I do believe that we have those players and have those people um, behind the steering wheel for the future projects that are coming. And um, yeah, I uh, I'm happy to have been asked to be a part of the meta creation and. Uh, a new project called Project Sigard as well. We'll see if that name sticks or what happens with that. But um, I was super, super bummed when Sylph um, uh, announced that they were closing the doors, but I am very optimistic still about the future of the game. And part of that is because, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I feel like Play Pokemon... Uh, tournaments have increased in numbers in europe yes yeah. in, in the states yeah. maybe not so much but i think that's also distance related yeah 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 i mean us has uh, um, some other issues uh, about logistics and uh, how easy and accessible all the regionals are uh, there are half the people we are uh, in europe and twice the distance or more i don't know i don't know it's it's us is huge so um, I feel like the interest of play Pokemon tournaments are rising by the event. And uh, even um, an event like Fresno, where uh, the participants was maybe not the highest, I still believe that um, the stream and the coverage it produced was really interesting. And I believe a lot of people watched and uh, are interested in, in how these events go. So I feel like we are on, in an upward spiral um, regarding interest and enthusiasm. At least that's what I believe. Marcus, I agree with you on like all these fronts. I believe that Play Pokemon is kind of bringing some excitement. I was also very sad about Sylph ending because I, I mean, I have a lot to be grateful for with them as well, like for a lot of the things that I've been doing with Pokemon Go. But I'm also very excited for Project Zygarde. And I was really um, happy to see that you were a part of the meta creation stuff a little bit there. I don't know how much you're allowed to say yet, but... I don't think there's any, like... It's just community project, no? All right, then spill everything. Yeah, okay, for sure. <laughs> what you want to know? I mean, as Martin said, it's a community project, so... Yeah. Um, there's no secrecy or anything. Uh, I believe. I, mean, that... I am community manager. I know all about the. Community. No, really. <laughs> okay. You were just saying otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm very happy for you, Amanda. You've Thanks, done everybody. really well for yourself. Yeah. No. Um, we've. Um, 
established a meta team of some experienced meta creators and some uh, players that uh, showed early interest. And I believe there are a lot of uh, feedback going on about uh, how we how we should continue. But cur currently, I do believe that um, that uh, it's important to uh, not have too many cooks on one dish. So um, I'm not sure kind of how uh, how to contrib contribute uh, easy easiest or yeah uh, for for like every other player but um i do believe that project sigard is is very open to feedback and and um the what players are thinking how they believe we should proceed so there's n not like a lot of discussions about how we should move on uh backstage behind closed curtains uh because uh, whenever uh, I see any discussion or um, any kind of decision uh, like closing in, there's always, uh, we should ask the community about this. Uh, Paul's uh, saying, oh, what, uh, what do we even know what the community wants or is this just our opinion? And then we put it on the vote and we ask people in the feedback channels. And yeah, and uh, I'm saying a lot of we. And it's not like I'm a huge part of the of the project or anything, but I I feel like it's a we because it's how we as a community will proceed and how we yeah move forward in a way. All right, uh, thank you. I uh, want to ask uh, something a little bit more personal to me. Where does the rivalry between Snow Tappers and EU Empress come from? Um, that's a tough one. I, but honestly, I do believe it's from Andy Uf. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, Andy Uf is exceptional at just poking the bear, and uh, whenever, uh, and I mean, I'm. I'm not gonna shy away either. I mean, I love poking when uh, when there's uh, when there's a giant sleeping. I'm I'm poking. I'm poking, and I love to be poked back as well. So I'm happy to just have that banter going because it, I think that's a good like a good environment to be in. And um, since you were doing so well for so long. That when finally you guys took your foot off the pedal just for a little bit, I mean, you kind of have to just like hit down on that one, don't you? Yeah. Mm, and uh, as uh, <laughs> I, I guess you are, <laughs> but I, I, I do believe that we um, also before my time, I I joined Snow Tappers for the last four cycles, and I do believe we are the maybe the most recent uh, faction to. Uh, push you uh, and had the closest kind of gap uh, between us. I, I At least I believe so. No, and... I agree. Um, especially lately, Gorilla Garbodors, they used to be one of the best at first. Yeah. I feel like, with all the respect, they're extremely washed right now. Um, extremely washed. Extremely. Yeah. Um, That's your words. I really... <laughs> I really hope they get past the group stage. That's what I hope for them. But yeah. yeah. Um, and Waste Potential so also hasn't been super consistent. Uh, they, they did beat us last cycle. Uh, yeah, but that, they beat that us. Only, it's only their first win. So do, I don't want to mention that. 
I, I, uh, I think you're a good second, if I may say, yeah. if I may call us the first. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's the it's the best anything could could say. I mean, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it from a guy who uh, places himself on the top. I'll I'll I'm happy accepting that I'm a good second. Um, oh, or that I, actually, are. I'm gonna because we just had an interview with uh, Though Technical as well, and I asked him this about the EU emperors. So now we'll get your take about Snover Tappers. Rank Snover Tappers in order of talent on the oh, team. Uh, our players. I like yep. This. Oh, this, it's incredibly hard. Uh, if I uh, were to put it on, like, merit, uh, I'd have Ventuski as number one, for sure. Um, but currently, for... I mean, it's hard, because Bibilicious is... Whenever there's a big event, he's the guy that turns up for for all the big... When, when the pressure is on... He's there, and he's just winning. And well, he's, yeah. I, I remember one cycle that uh, I 3-0'd him, and he was not the one. He was not the one showing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one one air one one flight further, and we actually lost our like six points lead or something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Bibelicious has he has underperformed in factions, that's for sure. So uh, yeah, but he's really good in general, though. He he's he's an exceptional player. If he, I mean, he is the best in our team in reading lines uh he he will always call the a9 in the back to put it that way uh, he's coming in with the altaria against gfisk because he's reading the a9 in the back and uh, that's kind of his expertise in a way he he just realizes his win come before anyone's anyone else does so for me i i think those two are probably the the best players and um it's very hard because i feel like we are all very even and then it makes it's very hard to like rank all of the players because i i do believe that galaxico bolton and dane have the best results recently uh and nemo and andyuf have been so consistent in master league it's it's very hard to kind of rank those performances in a way. So right now, I'd say um, I'd say uh, Bibelicious and um, actually I'll, I'd put the three Swedes first. Bibelicious uh, and Dana or, or Galaxic Volton um, and then I'm putting Ventuski, Nemo um, Red Asher and if bar the gamer, holy crap! I mean, it's a it's a stacked team. I, I'm putting myself on the bottom in this team. I'm putting myself on the bottom, and uh, luckily I have the most experience in OGL, so uh, that's an open great league, and that's um, an advantage I have when with these play Pokemon tournaments and stuff. But uh, yeah, there's a great great pack of players. Darn it, we always try to get the controversial takes, but you were just, like, way too nice about it. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? I, I'm, I'm sorry that I am not providing the content that I, that I should have been. It's like they don't want to flame their team members. Yeah, so, so weird. So yeah, yeah weird. I know. I mean, it's kind of a Scandinavian trait, I guess. We're <laughs> always too, fuck, too, too humble. Too humble. <laughs> hey, I have a random question. that I, Something that I noticed on your channel the other day. You okay. already had 6,000 followers before you even started. 
Did you do anything uh, yeah. before that, if I may ask? Uh, I've before I've uh, posted like some some uh, anime music videos, and I've got uh, you six thousand. I don't I don't have six thousand. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I didn't even make them myself, man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, re reposting some stuff that so you found online. You just got people like Azurite to watch all of them. Oh, <laughs> for sure. And then I realized, why? Uh, well, I have this all. I have this thing. Why not use it for uh, something that I actually do want to create? So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's completely random. It's not even not poker or pogo related at all, and nothing that I'm kind of proud of in any way because it's not my kind of accomplishment. Any anyway, so I have a random yeah. question for you as well, Marcus. Go ahead. When did you realize that you were a nerd? Because if anyone has seen Artius Aurelius in real life, you're like a really super tall kind of like intimidating but you have this viking-esque vibe to you covered in tattoos like sh towering over everyone else at events and then you're like we were talking you're like oh i love harry potter mm, i love pokemon go and i was just like this dude yeah the harry potter is when i realized i was a nerd because i was reading uh, the order of the phoenix in like uh, in recess in fifth grade so uh that's that's when I realized, especially like, I, I'm not sure if I actually thought about it back then, but I thought about, okay, I am I am reading Harry Potter instead of like uh, playing uh, uh, playing ball or yeah, in, in recess. And it's, it made me realize that uh, I, I like, I like what I like. And I, I've kind of felt it's a good thing. I'm not, I've never been shy of liking Harry Potter or Pokemon or anything because when I was like 10 or 11, I, I felt, oh wow, I'm, and my grammar is impeccable because I've been reading all these books and you guys, you, I mean, you guys are fucking, oh, sorry, I'm, you guys are, <laughs> okay, you guys are fucking Ill illiterates and I'm, I, and I read books in like 800 pages and I'm smart, man. And I felt like that was a good thing. So the nerd kind of things, it's just been sticking with me because I feel like it's, it's, um, yeah, uh, a strength. And, um, when I got older, I, I started to get like more mainstream because I wanted to like, uh, meet girls and, uh, yeah, be cool and that kind of stuff but i feel like i've never kind of let go of who i am because i have this superpower that i that i have for myself and it's kind of who i am and so for me it's just been not like a good thing that i thoroughly enjoy and um it's 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 just what i yeah it's just what i enjoy and then i'm gonna enjoy it and i also enjoy going to the gym and also enjoy uh going out drinking and i'm i'm not gonna like i uh, compromise on the stuff that i enjoy for other people's um yeah. you're gonna yeah. go get shit faced at the bar yeah get shit faced at the bar yeah well at least you succeeded <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> i i actually to address the shit faced at the bar thing uh because for the players who don't know i was uh interviewed in lil where i had won a, a game on stream and then Count Zevius asked me a question and he asked 
uh, where do you see yourself ending the tournament? And I said, I'm probably going to go 0-2 and then get shitfaced at VAR. And... Which was my post initially, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I saw you on Twitter writing that stuff. And I've, I I was so happy because I felt, wow, this this is how I'm going to do it. This is my plan for the tournament. Because I I didn't have any expectations going in. So just keeping like the expectations low it was how I was kind of coping. And um, then I did really well. But... Um, I was there not expecting to do well or expecting to qualify or anything. So when when the results were what they were, I decided I still had I had made up my mind already. So it's just it is it was what it was, and uh, I got a ton of shit for it uh, because uh, the, I I believe that the production uh, were a bit intimidated to having me on for more interviews or. Can stuff prefer. like that yeah they were yeah, yeah. you can tell me uh, yeah i guess i kind of got the reputation as a loose cannon and uh it's uh yep uh i have i've had to deal with that but um i do believe that i can contain myself better now i'm uh, i've learned at least i try to yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. I think people uh, actually believe because he was also one of the interviewees at Malmo, right? Uh, yeah, I was. So, you know, people have good faith in you, right? Uh, you, you, you are, after all, you are that nerd who accomplished <laughs> still getting girls and you know <laughs> looking tough and stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been a goal. Uh, it's been a goal of mine. Thank you for recognizing it. <laughs> hey, um, Marcus, I have one final question that we usually have on this podcast um we're going to ask you who do you see as a crap roller someone who isn't really well known but who's really good at this game might even be a name upcoming and who is someone you would consider to be a match champion someone who already is really good may even win worlds mm. uh for the crab roller i uh if if that's what you call them yeah, uh, I I have full faith in Danky Chan. Uh, he had an extremely good run in Malmo, so people have opened their eyes for him. Uh, I've known him for a couple seasons now, and he's just he keeps on surprising me. Um, but if there's a player that I'm constantly afraid of, it's it's uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, she's a Norwegian player, and she's she's terrifying. I my record yeah. against her is awful. She knocked me out at uh, there was this side event right at the EUIC. Yeah, and yeah, she knocked me. Out. I I swept the group, in, including her, in there, and then the 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 single eliminations. She knocked me out first round. It's, yeah, she she can be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 good, and the champion is. Uh, it's a tough choice uh, because I feel like currently uh, the best three players in NA are standing out so much. Uh, but I do believe that our our level in the EU is is it's a wider uh, uh, wider at the top. And I do believe, yes, Martin, you are 
currently, I think you are. I it, it pains me to say, but I do believe actually you are the best active pogo player. Whoa! Yeah, this, this is where if we had like sound the first, effects, the I, first, we're yeah. gonna get him one more. Yeah, I might, I might add in some bells and whistles and dings into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but uh, for real, I um, I'll I'll give you that because what you have shown, especially recently, is very impressive, and uh, I um, I, I I hope you can knock out all the Americans from from Worlds, man. It's, I will uh, try. I'll preferably yeah. try to knock out everyone, but we'll see how yeah. it goes. Yeah, I believe in you. I'll uh, I'll root for you. I'll root for you. I was the first. But I also have a couple others that I have to root for as well. I'm sure you're aware. Of course, Be of malicious. Course. Thank you, Chan. I believe they're both uh, capable of winning worlds. Uh, Lurgan Rocket, EJB. Just all uh, the Europeans. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can keep on, I can keep on mentioning players, but uh, I am. Um, the one I would give the lowest odds of winning, at least for yeah, currently would be would be you in the, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, dudes, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, my have you oh, seen no. the color of my nose? Have you, have you seen it? <laughs> A bit red. <laughs> yeah, no, it's brown. It's brown. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. Uh, for being on we appreciate it um everyone yeah we'll also we'll put it in the description but go check out his uh, youtube channel as well give it another subscription go ahead and give an adequance one too because apparently he's complaining that uh, marcus has more than him and we can't have that <laughs> i have to check the numbers <laughs> uh seriously guys thank you for uh, having me on and uh, sorry if i was just blabbering too much but uh i I have that. a passion. I okay, thank you. I have it's my passion, so I'll just I'll it's just all? keep on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a great <laughs> passion. Yeah, uh, but another passion I have is listening. Oh, that one's for the girls out there. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean. It's still going. <laughs> all right, thank you so much, uh, Marcus, for coming on. Thank you for listening. Hope you liked this episode, and next week 